1: I, I truly believe that thoughts are the greatest vehicle to change power and success in the world. Everything begins with thoughts.
0: Your words become your reality. You are where you are today in part because of what you've been saying about yourself. Words are like seeds. When you speak something out, you give life to what you're saying. If you continue to say it, eventually that can become a reality. Whether you realize it or not, you are prophesying your future. And this is great when we're saying things like I'm blessed, I'm strong. I will accomplish my dreams. I'm coming out of debt. That's not just being positive. You are prophesying victory, prophesying success, prophesying new levels. Your life will move in the direction of your words. But too many people go around prophesying just the opposite. I never get any good breaks. I'll never get back in shape. Business is slow. I'll probably get laid off. Flu season is here. I always get it. They don't realize they are prophesying defeat. It's just like they're calling in bad breaks, mediocrity, lack. You can't talk defeat and expect to have victory. You can't talk lack not enough, can't afford it, never get ahead, and expect to have abundance. If you have a poor mouth, you're going to have a poor life. If you don't like what you're seeing, start sowing some different seeds.
2: So the first thing you have to do is you have to become conscious of your unconscious thoughts. You've got to notice your automatic habits and behaviors. You have to become aware of your emotions that keep you anchored to the past. And if you can become so conscious of the unconscious states of mind and body that they would never slip by your conscious awareness again, you're becoming familiar with the old self so you don't return. Then if you begin to think about new ways of being, being defined by a vision, plan your behaviors, review them in your mind, Now, if you keep doing that over and over again, you begin to become familiar with a new state of mind. At the same time, if you can emotionally cultivate your inspiration, your joy, your enthusiasm ahead of the experience, by repeating that over and over again, cultivating that state, it's going to begin to become familiar to you. So then the process of change then requires unlearning and relearning, breaking the habit of the old self, reinventing a new self unmemorizing emotions that are stored in the body then here's the key reconditioning the body to a new mind and to a new emotion it's literally moving from your past to your future it's losing your mind and creating a new one and so then when you begin to understand that in the in that process it's going to feel a little bit unfamiliar uh, uh, uncomfortable and if you can relax into that instead of going back to the past continuously invest in your future, sooner or later, it'll begin to become easier and easier and easier. And all of a sudden, when you least expect it, something amazing is gonna happen in your life. And when that event begins to occur, you're gonna pay attention to what you did inside of you now to produce the effect outside of you. And that's called human empowerment. And there isn't a person in the world that's excluded from this equation
3: someone's watching this and they have a thing that, something they wanna change, um, and it's not it's not sticking, then maybe it's not, it's the environment, maybe you could check about your habits, but maybe it's your beliefs and your values. Some people will not get themselves to read every day because they don't value reading every single day, right? Some people won't, let's say the behavior they wanna change is, you know, we did a podcast on how to remember names. I could teach them step-by-step step on how to remember the name of most people that they meet, um, yet they won't do it because they don't value it, or because that's not important to them, or they don't believe that they can right just like we talked about earlier saying your brain is like a supercomputer mm-hmm. and you know your self-talk is a programmer runs. So if you tell yourself not go to remember names you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you program a supercomputer not to they don't have a belief that enables that so when i say all behavior is belief driven if you want to do this behavior whatever it is journal whatever it is then you need a belief that allows that to happen because you that's the program that allows so it. how do you get that belief because you're going to feel
2: like you're faking it Right. That's where most people stop, right? they They think, okay, I get it. I hear what Jim is saying, that if I am able to shift my belief, then I can get a different behavior. but I don't believe it., yeah. so now I'm just sort of faking it. How yeah. do you help people overcome that? Right.
3: And so you I mean so some people approach it like they you know this quote where they they fake it till they make it, right. right. Um, so my my thing with belief is, like when i do trainings in groups or are online my my favorite way of changing a belief is getting them to do something they never thought they could do because it opens up another possibility like it's, what so so, for example, in, in 1954, Roger Bannister, he broke the four-minute mile, right? And so, which is amazing, right? Throughout human history, nobody can run a mile in less than four minutes. Now, if you if you look into it, how he was able to do it is he would visualize himself crossing the finish line, looking at the clock, and it says 3.59, because he knew that success is an inside-out process. That first it had to happen in here in order for it to happen out there, right? Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer has, is, has a famous phrase where it's not, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. It's like, I'll see it when I believe it right. because it's the opposite, right? And so I, I always like modeling the outliers where most people kind of just like kind of dismiss them. I was like, well, what, what's going on there that allows this person to get this kind of result, right? And so with Roger Bannister, he saw it in here, be able to produce it outside just like any innovator or inventor or writer or any creator, right? But what was interesting is after that what happened nobody could do it from the beginning of humanity all of a sudden one person does it what happens after that everybody yeah it. everyone starts doing it and so that's the thing now what what, what happened was there a big change that year and you know training methodology and nutrition or no it was a change of belief right. right because the belief back then was if you ran a mile less than 4 minutes not only would you die It was your heart would explode in your chest and like think about like that would and i'm a runner right that would keep me not just running that wouldn't keep me from running for me that would keep me from running period right right and so my my thing is like that was a change of a reference i was just shook up a belief so my goal with people when it comes to learning is get themselves to do something they never thought they could do and then it opens up another possibility it literally opens up their their nervous system for something what else could be Mm -hmm. possible when i grew up I, you know, we, we didn't have any, we, we had no money, right? I had no education because that was a very learning challenge. I didn't know any, anybody, right? So I feel like it's not, when people are, that's where they'll go though. When they, when, they, when there's a gap, stop gap between where they are and where they want to be, they'll say, oh, I don't have the money, or I don't have the education, or I don't have the intelligence out of the network, or anything else like that. And you know, what, what you know, as for all incredible success you've had and the value you've created for the world, is that it's not about resources. Right? because we know a lot of people who, who didn't have any resources that were able to impact the world. Um, it's about our internal resources. And what I'm saying is optimizing our environment, optimizing our behaviors, our capabilities, our beliefs and our values, and our identity. Right, that at the highest level, our identity, because you can't just change your belief or your values or your behavior even if you don't believe you're that kind of person. You know, that's why I kind of always go to the superhero mythos because I, I want people to, to claim that identity. I call it the superhero you, that version of ourselves that we're not waiting for Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman. It's like you are Wonder Woman, you are Batman, you are Superman. It's just we we have to commit ourselves to be able to unleashing.
2: Just starting there and being able to reflect and observe the different voices inside of us Is a great place to start your self-awareness Because the biggest challenge is that most of us don't know what we're listening to and we don't most of us don't even know that There are more than one voice inside of us Just getting over that line is a huge win because now at least you're trying to differentiate between what you're hearing and that's going to help you make better decisions in the future.
0: There are many ways to get the things that we want for ourselves in our lives, but basically it all begins with how we choose to think. As you think, so shall you be. Seven little words that I think are perhaps the most important things that we can learn and master in our lives. This old proverb notion that I become what I think about all day long. And once you know that what you think about is what expands, you start getting real careful about what you think about. You don't allow your thoughts to be on anything that you don't want, or that you wouldn't want to have manifest or show up for you in your life.
1: Let me tell you something. How many of you have things when you wanna go achieve them and this part of your voice goes, oh, it's not gonna happen or forget it we got a voice that sometimes interrupts that good pattern say I and what you want to do is train a new one so starting when I was 17 I started doing incantations not affirmations affirmation you go I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy what's the problem you haven't changed your what your what physiology if you don't change your physiology you won't get anything so an incantation is not only you speak it but you embody what you're saying with all the intensity you can. And you do it with enough repetitions that it sticks in your head. Like it's a small world, now the conversation in your head is always the same and it gives you what you want. So you use your body and your voice. So 17 years ago, I started doing things. I was working for Jim Rohn, this speaker, and I was 17 years old. I had long hair, minestrone soup, acne on my face. And I was trying to call on Bear Stearns type of people and convince them why they should go to this man's seminar and be more successful. I was driving a 1968 Volkswagen, and I had earned it $40 a week as a janitor. The only way I did it was park far from the building, and then go in, and I love people, and I believe, but I put myself in state, and I was able to influence people that were far more successful than I was at the time. I would do something that I still do backstage and have done for 23 years, because I don't hope I'm going to be in a good state. I demand it. So I do an incantation using my whole body and say, I now command my subconscious mind to direct me in helping as many people as possible live life today to better their lives by giving me the strength, the emotion, the persuasion, the humor, the brevity, whatever it takes to show these people and get these people to change their lives now. And I would do that literally driving in my Volkswagen to a meeting in LA on the freeway for 40 minutes. People are looking. at me, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. They're going, I know he's a serial killer, I know he is. by the time I entered that room when two people meet if there is rapport the person who's most certain will always influence the other person and I was totally certain and they were trying to get revved up to certainty do you agree with this yes or no I do another one because I was poor I changed my mindset I kept doing things but I never got beyond it I'd say God's wealth is circulating in my life His wealth flows to me in avalanches of abundance All my needs, desires, and goals are met instantaneously by infinite intelligence. For I'm one with God and God is everything. And I would imagine the abundance of my life and I would feel so grateful. And a year later I went from making $38,000 a year to making a million dollars a year in one year.